Hey there, welcome to There Is A Season podcast. I'm Scotty. And I'm Michelle. Mom is virtual today, but thank you for joining us. In today's episode, we are talking about God's grace. We just wanted to share some things, I guess something that's really been on my heart lately, just about things that I'm in awe of every day of the Lord and His grace and forgiveness in my life as I fail each and every day of my life and I just reflect every day and look at his grace for me and for him to continue to love me and continue to forgive me no matter that I failed that day a hundred thousand times and he still extends grace to me amen we hope you enjoy this episode thanks for joining us I wanted to talk about God's grace because I think of how many times over and over and over I've failed. And no matter how many times I fail, God's grace is there because he forgives over and over and over. And I'm sure I said that much more eloquently before. Dad was talking in Sunday school. I don't think it was yesterday. It might have been last week where King David, he said, you know, what was the difference between King David and King Saul? God took his hand off King Saul and removed his power from him and his spirit from him. But King David was known as a man after God's own heart. What was the difference? It came down to David's repentive heart and how even though we fail, Every day, I fail in my speech every day. Not that I, not like I'm out swearing and cursing and, you know, calling people horrible names, but <laughs> don't laugh at me. Just murmuring and complaining and getting irritable with the stupidest things. But God's grace is there to forgive me every single time mm-hmm. and to show me that, you know, as long as I come back to Him, as long as I repent of that and I come back to Him and I try to go back and do right in his eyes and I seek him when I fail God is there to forgive me with his grace every single time and that's exactly why David was known as a man after God's own heart because he repented he came back to Christ he came back to God every time he repented King Saul did not and that is the difference that is why the hand of God was removed from King Saul Post-Christ, we are saved through grace by faith in Christ. So, I mean, God doesn't remove his spirit from us. And he will always forgive us as long as we come back to him. But he definitely stops working in our lives if we're not willing to continually repent and come back to him. Mm -hmm. When you said that you wanted to talk about grace for this topic, I just went to my Bible app and typed in grace One of the verses that actually goes really well with what you were just saying is James 4, 6. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. And I told you this earlier, but we had a special speaker at church yesterday. Something he mentioned, I mean, it wasn't like super profound. It was something that I think we've all heard before, but it just really stuck out to me where he said, faith opens doors, whereas unbelief 
closes doors. And he was just kind of talking about how belief in God, faith in God, you know, God can open doors and having that belief and faith in him, you know, you choose to go through those doors. God can continue to open those doors and take you on a journey that you never knew was possible. But how many Bible characters and how many people in everyday lives do we see that they're scared? And obviously I know that we're all scared, but just the choosing unbelief and therefore God doesn't want to, but he has to close the door because, you know, he's got to move on. He's got to look for someone who is willing. He's got to look for the believing who will choose to say, I will, I will be there. And none of us deserve to be chosen. None of us deserve to be used. But he chooses to use us anyway, which is a form of his grace. But another thing that I looked at, I pulled up just a couple of articles just reading on the difference between mercy and grace because they are used fairly interchangeably, or hand in hand, I shouldn't say interchangeably. This article. Right, and it is easy because they're just used without really a definition. So, this article, what I like about this, says grace and mercy are both manifestations of God's love and compassion. And it just kind of goes on to say, neither are deserved. Uh, Oh, this is the part that I really like. The simplest way to understand the difference between grace and mercy is that they are flip sides of the coin of his love. So mercy is love withholding what we do deserve. And grace is his love giving us something that we do not deserve. Uh And so I really like that. It describes it as his love, and it brings it back kind of to what you were saying about your speech being with grace. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that, that verse, it's, uh, it's Colossians 4, 5, and 6. It says, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. And I guess, you know, that just struck me because I know, like I said earlier, like my speech is not always graceful. We can get hard with people. We can get irritated with people and we can, you know, suck it up. Hmm. That verse just struck me. Just let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt. You know, we are called to be the salt of the earth, which salt is flavor. Salt is seasoning. Salt is, you know, like the Bible says, you know, if the salt loses its savor, then what good is it? And that's really what we are. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. We're supposed to be the seasoning of the earth and giving people this seasoning of Jesus. You know, we're supposed to be giving that out just like seasoning, you know. The zest of life. What's that? The zest of life. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we sprinkle a little bit everywhere we go is what we're supposed to do. If we lose that sprinkle here and there, what good are we? To let my speech always be with grace. The Bible talks about in a couple different places what's in your heart is going to come out. Yes. And something that I've been challenged on recently is, is our speech seasoned with grace. And I'm even challenged internally for myself are the thoughts that I'm giving other people 
graceful. Yeah, it's good. Am I assuming the best about this person? Am I yep. giving them my best thoughts? Am I choosing to to think kindly about this person, even if they don't deserve it? Mm-hmm. And yep. We make assumptions about people and, and their motives when that's not entirely true. Right. But just retraining my brain to think that way and asking the Lord to help me think that way, that way my speech is automatically graceful towards people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that's good. That's good stuff. It's um, definitely a challenge to myself because I find myself getting critical and I don't mm-hmm. want to be. And it's so easy in, in frustrating situations with frustrating coworkers or with frustrating relationships, I guess, to just automatically get cynical, critical, automatically assuming the worst about them. Oh, they must have been thinking this, or they must they must say this behind my back, or this is the conversations I, I assume are going on based on the actions that are happening. Yep. And just giving yep. grace, not only my words being seasoned with grace, but my thoughts being seasoned with grace as well and that's just allowing the lord to help me train my thoughts to do that which is kind of goes back to what i said earlier you know when we repent god gives forgiveness and grace and we have to keep going back so when we do fail Mm -hmm. you know at the end of your day reflect back on your day and think of how could I have done this differently? How could I have, ref- you know, how could I have handled that differently? What should I have said differently here? We reflect back, and that's where we say, oh, Lord, forgive me, because I failed miserably. Or even in that moment, there's times where things come out of my mouth, and instantly I'm like, oh, Lord, forgive me. Mm-hmm. You know, and constantly going back, bringing that back to the Lord, asking for forgiveness, and then asking for wisdom and how to handle it differently the next time. Not just asking for wisdom, even though the Bible says, you know, the Lord will give all who ask for wisdom. But you have to seek that wisdom. You have to be in his word and reading his word. And I know, I feel like it's beating a dead horse. Like every single week in Sunday school with the teenagers, dad and I are like, you've got to be reading his word. You've got to be praying, you know, read and pray, read and pray. And they're just like, rolling their eyes like yeah 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 read and pray we get it we get it you know but like are you really reading to seek the lord and seek his wisdom and that's the thing god will give us wisdom but we've got to be seeking for it in his word Mm -hmm. and like really there's those times where as dad says the words just jump off the page at you and there's those verses that you read and you're just like oh my gosh that is just that's speaking to me right now and i need to change my ways I get more in depth and it changes my ways more when I'm doing my own personal Bible studies and, you know, talking through it with somebody else. That is when I am changed. I know when I see something that jumps off the page at me and I take notes down on it in my own personal devotion and then I spend time with you or I spend time with grandma or I spend time with our listeners, friends or whatever, and I just share with them where God is working in my life and then they share where God's working in their life. That's where I grow. That is what changes me right there. Mm-hmm. I just think God's grace and forgiveness is just astounding to me when I look at how many times in a single day that I fail. I like, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I, I like this passage of scripture when, you know, we're kind of talking on the heart and just not 
getting too too full of ourselves, I guess, um, so that we can humbly keep coming back to Christ so that he can keep using us. And I know that he continues to give us grace. Obviously, grace is when we don't deserve it, but I just am, like you said, in awe of what he does for us on a daily basis. But these verses really kind of go into that heart. So this is in Philippians 3, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, if by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many be perfect, be thus minded, and if anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Nevertheless, Whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the, the same rule, let us mind the same thing. And I know this is like a <laughs> passage of tongue twisters, it feels like. Yes. Basically is, I have, I have not done any, like, I have not gained any of these things for myself. I have no right. power to yeah. do that. I am here that I may know him that I may know who he is, that I may know the power that he has, that I may know what he has suffered and up unto his death, that I may know him as a person. And I have not, I have not done any of these things for myself. I, and even just he goes into forgetting the things which are behind. He doesn't say that just forgetting the bad things. How often are we prone to remember the the good things that we have done that might get us too prideful and too haughty in our own minds that uh-huh. we start thinking oh yeah I've done that I can do this again I have this power I have these things and just not just forgetting our life like altogether, like you have amnesia but forgetting the things which are in the past and just continue reaching forward and just continuing to press forward for Christ every single yeah. day Continuing yeah, toward the high calling of the yeah yes mark of high calling the prize whatever he says yes and then it like, says uh, if any if anything be otherwise minded so if you have any other mind other than trying to press towards Christ then God will reveal it to you and that's even just in the verses of you know God is a still small voice you know He will continue talking to you He will He will point these things out but we have to be humble to listen to it. And I'm just thankful that he has the grace and patience (laughs) to continue to talk to us through these times in our lives, to, to continue to point these, just continue, um, that he just continues to point these things out to us so that we can walk with him, so that we can know him, and just continue, I mean, here we are, these finite beings, who, uh-huh. even if we live to be a hundred years old, that's still just a drop in the bucket compared to him. 
I know, doesn't that stuff just make you so excited? Like, I'm listening to, to you share this, and I'm just thinking about the Lord and, and His grace. Like, it just gets me excited. There's a good place to end for tonight, and I just really thank you guys for listening and hope that you guys enjoy it. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.